are now listening to the Motivated Mama podcast. This is a community for parents that want to be authentically themselves while looking for judgment-free, genuine, and heartfelt parenting advice. We talk to other mothers and experts to get small, easy steps that we can take to help us accomplish our goals. Learn with me as we discover ways to break patterns of unproductive behavior repeated generation after generation in our families. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Motivated Mama podcast. And today we are going to talk about connecting with your child. Um, So I actually have like a top three of topics and Breaking generational trauma is one of my top three. I love talking about nurturing individuality and then connecting with your kids is like right there in my top three. So this is a favorite topic of mine. So expect a lot of enthusiasm today. (laughs) So um, when I was thinking about this topic, I was thinking about times where it has been difficult for me to connect with my child. Um, and a lot of times when I speak about parents and you'll hear me speak mostly about my 10 year old, only because the two year olds only been here for two years <laughs> where I have a whole lot of experience with my 10 year old. Um, but I try to think of times where connecting with her has been like a struggle and it hasn't necessarily been like one particular time. It kind of comes in waves. Like things will be going great. Everything is cool. And then we'll hit like, you know, like a little funky spot. And I feel like that's normal for any type of relationship. You know, like when you're married, you hit those little down moments where everything is kind of status quo. You get used to the day to day and you don't really pay attention to connecting with your spouse. It's kind of the same for me when it comes to my child. Now, for some people, that could be completely different. It could be, you know, when you hit a certain age point, like you hear a lot of people say, it's hard for me to connect with my preteen or my teenager. Like that's like the top time where people feel like they're losing their kid or they don't know how to talk to their kid or their child is changing so much that it's hard for them to engage. Um other times it could start from day one. Um, so it just goes to show that parenting is really different for everyone. Um, and parenting relationships, building and connecting with your child doesn't always come naturally for everybody. Um, and it can seem to grow more and more difficult, the older that your children become. So today, We're going to simply discuss how to connect with your child, no matter their age, the time. Um, We want to discuss that. Um, But I do have a story. So like always, we always have story time. So my story is a point of when connecting with my daughter has been difficult. And honestly, it's been difficult here lately. Um, my daughter's 10 year old, 10 years old, like I said, and she's changing so much every single day. And the hustle and bustle of life has just like picked up immensely. I have the podcast. I work with a nonprofit. I'm a stay at home mom with a two year old and I'm a wife and we have pets and we bought land and there's so much stuff going on 
that sometimes you lose track and i have this 10 year old as well in the whole mix um so connecting with her can feel like it's falling short at times like where we just walk past each other or we're not talking or having deep conversations like we normally do um so you know i have to sometimes step in and check in and see what's going on and see how she feels and really try not to lose touch. Um, and one thing that has really helped us or helped me realize these things are um, I began this journal called uh, Letters to My Teenage Daughter, which is a journal that was um, suggested to me by um it's called Baya. it's called beautiful as you are and it's like this self-esteem workshop group for little girls that my daughter is in well they suggested this book for parents of teens even though my daughter isn't a teen i took advantage of this moment but the journal basically is like a prompt and it has all of these different questions and topics for you to basically write to your child giving them advice on all of these different topics from like emotions to image to your self image and to situations that could occur in life um so i've been using that as a way to feel connected to her because i'm i'm literally writing and that's something that i'm gonna give to her later um but yeah, it becomes difficult for me to connect with my daughter. And even with my two-year-old son, sometimes it becomes difficult there too because I get stuck in a routine or, you know, I'm working, I'm on my phone, I'm on my laptop and he'll be playing and I'll get so used to him just like playing or being on the tablet or watching TV that sometimes we could go a whole day without actual mommy and me time, without actual connection. So... I just wanted to throw that out there so you know that we all struggle as parents. It's easy to just get stuck in the rut of life and not always have that in-depth connection like you need to have. Um, it's kind of touch and go. Um, so with that being said, let's go ahead and discuss how to connect with your child no matter what stage in life you are. And this can start as early as pregnancy. Um, so... If you're pregnant, especially if this is your first child, this is the perfect time to think about how you're going to build a connection or even starting to build a connection with your child. Um, so from about 18 weeks of pregnancy, your child can hear you. And if you can feel your baby, your baby can feel you. Um, so just keep that in mind. And with that being said, this is the perfect time to start talking to your baby. Even if you aren't even at the point where the baby can hear, go ahead and start doing it just so you can already kind of get in the habit and have that feeling of, you know, connecting and having a conversation and your baby hearing your voice. But your child does start to recognize and hear your voice at 18 weeks of pregnancy. Um, so something that you can start doing um is singing and talking to your growing belly. And that's such a special and intimate time because it's like getting to know somebody that you don't even know. And they're getting to know you. And this is about to be the love of your life. And you're about to be the love of their life. And it's just a very special and intimate time to have if you spend time simply just 
talking to your belly or singing to your belly. Um, and it's something that I've done with all my pregnancies is talking. Like I'll talk about just anything or I'll talk about, you know, what I think they're going to look like or just saying affirmations of who they're going to be and how great they're going to be. Just getting in that that motion of talking and speaking life and greatness into your child. Um, one thing that I really like doing is creating playlists. Um, so they say like sing to your baby and a lot of people do like lullabies or like classical music so they can make these birth these genius babies. Um, I never did that, <laughs> which is funny because when I was pregnant with my daughter, I was only 19. And I remember putting headphones on my belly of freaking Katy Perry and Janelle Monet. So those were like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to have like the coolest baby in the world. Like, fuck brains. <laughs> like she's going to just be so cool. Like she's going to be fun and wild and magical. Um, and she freaking is. So maybe that helped. Um, but I did that with her. And then with my son, I wanted a little boy so bad. Um, because you hear so many people say like, boys just love their moms. They just adore their moms. And I, when I found out I was having a son, I just instantly felt this connection. And that's okay if you don't feel an instant connection when you're pregnant. But I instantly felt like this strong connection, stronger than I did with my daughter. And I created like a mommy and me playlist on my phone. And I still have the playlist on my phone. Um, and it has like Louis Armstrong and um, uh, what's Minnie Ripperton and just like a, a lot of really like old classical artists um, and a lot of like love songs, like these deep rooted emotional love songs, because that's just how I felt about him already. And I would literally sing out loud and play the music at the same time. Every single night I created a routine of it. Every night I did the same thing. Um, and at the time my husband worked night shift um and my daughter's in school so you know she has a bedtime and it was just like I had this intimate one-on-one time with this growing baby that was inside of me and it was just it's hard to explain but it was so special to me to have that um so creating like a playlist or having your favorite songs just searching for the songs creates this bond or this connection that you have with a growing child because you're literally trying to imagine and you're tapping into those feelings like how does this make me feel already how do I already feel about my child what do I already think about my child um, so you're already creating this connection just by looking up songs or thinking about songs that strike certain emotions for you. Um, so that's just a really, really intimate time. Um, another way to connect while pregnant is through pregnancy journals. I like this cause you're kind of like writing down, um, you know, what you're going through during your pregnancy and things like that. So you're staying in tune with your pregnancy. Um, but one thing I like to do so right now I've started a pregnancy journal because we are expecting. Um, so I've started a pregnancy journal because this pregnancy has been extremely difficult for me to connect with. Um, I'm just like, I feel like I'm just holding my breath 
the whole time. Like, I don't want to get too excited. I don't want to say too much um, because I've experienced a lot of uh, multiple pregnancy loss. So this one has been like really difficult for me. It hasn't been like just easy, like the last two. Um, so it's been hard for me to connect. So I recently uh, started a pregnancy journal and I'm just writing letters to the baby. So like I addressed them like, you know, today I'm feeling this type of way and I can't wait to see, you know, how you grow. And I am nervous and this is what I'm going through and this is how I feel. But, you know, I'm, I'm learning how to, you know, stay positive with this. And I, I, I've come up with your name now and this is your name and this is what your name means. So just creating a connection that way, just like imagining that this baby is going to get to go back and read these letters one day. You know, that's what helps me feel connected. So keeping a pregnancy journal can be very uh, important. And lastly, like I said, if you can feel your baby moving, your baby can feel you. And I recently read somewhere, I don't know where it was because I read a lot, but I recently read somewhere that you can do baby massage through the womb. So like if you can feel your baby in a certain spot in your stomach, you can literally massage that area and your baby can feel you and they get a sense of your touch. Um, so that is another way to create a connection is just like creating a routine of doing that on a regular basis. And you can like talk or play music um, or soak in the tub at the same time. Um, but just doing like little belly massages and they kind of like feel you and they learn that this is mama's touch. Um, so I think that's kind of sweet doing that. So another time to uh, create that connection is during, you know, newborn and the infancy stage. Um, so creating a strong bond is a crucial part of your child's emotional, cognitive and social development as they grow in the first two years of life. So that connection is very, very important and very crucial during, you know, from infancy to like till they hit toddler like you really need to tap in and focus on that and try to create that connection. Um, so ways to do that in infancy is, again, through touch. So like I said, when you're pregnant, they can feel your touch and recognize it. But it's really, really important when you have that baby is through touch. Um, and the, the major way to do that is um, skin to skin. So they always say, you know, when your baby's first born, try to at least get that first hour of skin to skin. Not only does that help create a connection and a bond, but it also helps with their development. Um, so that is a really, really special time. And keep in mind, it's not only for the mom. That skin to skin connection is also very important for the father or the, your partner, whoever you're having this baby with, whoever the baby's going to be spending ample amount of time with. You could do this with your other children as well. But having that skin to skin is a very, very intimate and important time uh, for connection. Um, and you can also promote touch through, you know, when you give the baby a bath, through breastfeeding, um, through baby wearing. So literally feeling that connection, literally being connected to your child will promote connection. And it also promotes security um, for your baby in the that first, you know, in during infancy. 
Other things you can do to connect is reading to your baby, creating a routine with reading, um, singing to your baby, talking to your baby and looking them in your in their eyes. So like when you have a newborn, they can see 15 inches from you. So like holding the baby like up to your face and, you know, letting them see you directly so they can start to recognize you through your face um, and talking to them. And I know it sounds weird, but I seen this on TikTok the other day where mom is like, you know, when you have a little bitty baby or infant, try to have a conversation with them instead of just always filling in the gaps. So, you know, we do the cute baby talk like, hey, how are you? Oh, you're doing so good. Oh, or you try to talk for them. Like that's one thing my grandmother always does with babies. And I think it's like the cutest, sweetest thing in the world. But she'll like act like the baby's talking and she has this weird voice that she uses, like the baby's talking to her. Um, But we do that a lot. But in all reality, it's like give them the space in the room. We know they can't talk, but they start to learn that they can respond. So like if you are looking into your baby's face and you're like, hey, how are you? Wait a second to see like what they do. They might move, you know, they might coo. Um, they might look a certain type of way or like widen their eyes and get excited. You can kind of see like the emotional, you know, cues or the um, physical cues that they give you just by trying to like have these little baby conversations with them, which is cool because you are creating a connective doing connection doing that and lastly when it comes to infants some people feel a way about this but please be attentive to their cries this is very important um, when creating a connection especially when you have an infant you cannot spoil a baby they're not gonna manipulate you into doing what they want what you what they want you to do um it actually creates like a sense of security um when they know that if i'm upset she's gonna come if i'm uncomfortable they're gonna comfort me that's a secure feeling and that's a really good connection to have with your child um a lot of people really think like oh my baby learned to you know fall back asleep or they learned how to, you know, calm themselves down when in all reality, that's not what's happening. In all reality, they just learned that you're not going to come when they need you. That's just it. So to create a really good connection, I say be attentive because your, your baby needs you. You are their caregiver. They actually need you. Um, and what better way to connect with somebody than when you know you have that security that when you need somebody, they're going to be there. That's a really deep connection to have with somebody. Now, my favorite time to talk about is toddler years. These are my favorite years. This is my favorite time with my daughter. I wish we could go back. It's my favorite time with my son. I love the toddler years because those are like the cutest, funniest, most outrageous, annoying, entertaining years. Um, and the best times to actually create or continue connecting with your child are those toddler years. Those are like the fundamental years. Um, so the my favorite way to create a connection with toddlers um, is through creating traditions and having routines. 
this is when they're starting to learn, you know, what different family times mean, what regular routines mean. And it gives them a sense of security when they know what's coming, when they know what's about to happen. So whether that's your day to day or whether that's a special holiday, they know what to expect. Um, so cute traditional things that you can do within those day-to-day routines because it doesn't have to be wake up brush your teeth eat breakfast play a game do this you can still create fun traditions within that you know when my daughter was like two or three we made up this little teeth brushing song that we would sing like every time it was time to brush your teeth like we sung the song and we would jam out to this little funny song that we made and that was a tradition. Like she knew when it's we brush our teeth, we sang our song. And that was a fun tradition that we had. Um, so you could do things like that, like singing a bath time song, reading their favorite book. Every single night, Bubba wants to read one or two books. It's a spot book with the little dog. And he calls it his cookie book because he makes the little dog makes cookies for his mama. Or he wants to read the glasses book, which is about this little bear. And you can take his glasses off and change the glasses in his book. But he knows every night he's going to read either the cookie book or the glasses book or both. But that's just a routine that he has. Like he knows I get my pajamas on. I'm going to go get my books because this is time. You know, having breakfast together, having family game night. On Friday nights, we make dessert together, creating those fun traditions for them. And then even for holidays, creating fun holiday traditions. Every New Year's Eve, we go to Papa's house. Every, you know, every Christmas Eve, we bake cookies together. You know, it's creating that. And the kids are learning like, okay, this is what we do every year. This is how this goes or this is what we do every day and it does make them feel close to you and it does give them a sense of security because they know what to expect and it's a lot of fun and it makes fun memories for you too like you get in the mood and you get excited like I love when it's like Halloween time when we do these little countdowns every freaking holiday I do that and I overwhelm myself but I do it anyway but almost every holiday we do these like countdowns and it's almost like an advent calendar, but one for Halloween and one for Hall- uh, for Christmas and one for Easter, um, where we do like fun activities, you know, leading up, but they never know what the activity is going to be. They like open the envelope and here's the activity and they don't know what to expect and they just eat it up, but they know like, okay, we ate dinner, now it's time to do this fun thing. So And it gets fun for me because I'm like, I get to create these things. I get to see their reactions. We get to have a fun time together. And it makes you feel connected with your kid because you're doing something just trying to make them happy. Um, So that's always fun. Another thing you can do with your toddler is engage and play, but let them lead. Don't. I see so many parents get frustrated because kids don't just play with the toy the right way or just do what you want them to do. And I've gotten there where I'm like, oh, I bought this kitchen set and come on, let's play, you know, kitchen. You're going to cook me something. But instead, my son wants to use it as a jungle gym. You know, it it can become frustrating as a parent when you're like, you want to play too. And I think that's kind of why we get frustrated because sometimes for us, when we do these fun things for our kids, it's giving us the opportunity to be a kid again. 
So we kind of want to get in there and we want to play and we want to do things our way when really it's our time for our child. Like our ship has sailed. So, you know, play with the kitchen set when the kids go to sleep, if you want it to go right. Um, but let them lead. And when you let them lead, you learn a lot about your toddler. And this and all of these things don't have to go just for these specific age groups. Literally, all of these things can mesh over time and intertwine whether your child is newborn or a teenager, some things you can continue to do throughout to, you know, keep that connection and that bond growing, but like let them lead and in, in doing that, you learn a lot about them. You get to see how much they really know. You get to see how innovative they really are. Um, you can watch them and like physically see the look on their face and you learn like what they look like when they're concentrating, what they look like when they're really trying to figure something out or when they're about to go on to the next thing. Like you learn their mannerisms and it's kind of empowering for them, too, because it's like the roles reverse. Like my mama tells me what to do all day long, but this is finally their zone. And this is their opportunity to show you and get excited to show you what it is that they want to do or what they can do, what they're capable of. Um, and you get to learn a lot about them and you're allowing them to learn a lot about themselves because you're in that time. You get to encourage them and let them know like, hey, yeah, man, you're doing a great job or, oh, I see you thinking or how are you going to figure that out? You know, you you are putting the ball in their court to to grow and learn. And that does create a big connection with your kids. Um, a couple other things for toddler years, you know, be silly, let your guard down. Everything doesn't have to be on schedule. Everything doesn't have to be serious. Be goofy and silly because that's, I'm learning, that's when my kids like me the most is when I'm just like, out of this world insane and crazy like when I turn on my karaoke machine and I'm singing and I'm being goofy that is when they just light up so learn to be silly and just let your your guard down um and display lots and lots and lots of affection when it comes to all of your children um no matter the age always display lots of affection um there's just something that's so heartwarming about feeling like your mom, you know, rubbing your head or, you know, patting you on the back or holding your hand or when you're asleep and they come in and give you a kiss at night. And, you know, even though you're sleeping, they still do that, you know. Um, so always display affection. Never stop displaying affection. And then lastly, we're going to talk about adolescence to teenage years. So that I put that all together. Because I feel like that is a major point where a lot of people fall off with connecting with your kids. Because at this point, they're capable, right? They're pretty, they're, they're pretty independent at this point. You don't have to keep an eye on them 24-7. They can do a lot for themselves. They can get their own snacks. They can do their homework most of the time by themselves if they need help they let you know you know like they come and get you if they need you um so i feel like sometimes as parents especially when you know you have multiple children you can easily lose that connection during that time um, because you're just so used to them being okay as you think um but the major thing to create a connection is be the example you want to see 
Um, so, you know, we lose that connection a lot of times too, because our kids are turning into completely different people and we don't know what to do and we feel like they're disrespectful and they don't listen and, you know, they talk crazy and all of this craziness is going on. Be the example that you want to see, walk the walk, talk respectfully, be kind to people, display the kindness that you want to see, treat them the way that you want them to behave, you know, just model that. Um, make time, um, for self care for yourself, because a lot of times they're watching you. Um, and if you're struggling and you never take care of yourself and you're a workaholic and you don't do anything for you, they see that. And that's the expectation that they have, um, which can make you lose connection because they feel like you're not a relatable human being. They feel like you are expecting them to be something that is just irrational, um, and they expect you to be like this crazy person on edge all the time, which makes it uncomfortable for them to be around you. Um, so you don't want anything to get in the way of them being able to connect with you. Um, and I know this is going to sound weird. And I believe I made this statement when we were talking about nurturing individuality. But I like to say this statement, date your child. And when I say that, I don't mean like winding down your kids. I mean, like, you know, when you first met your spouse or if you're still in the dating world, what do you do? You try to get to know this person. You're trying to figure this person out. A lot of times you'll do a lot of stuff to try to please this person. You know, you try to act like you're interested in stuff that you may not necessarily be really interested in just because it strikes their attention. You know, not saying that you should do that in the dating world, but you do that. A lot of people do. Date your child because it's a way for you to connect with them. They get to talk about themselves. People love talking about themselves. You feel important when you get to talk about yourself and when people care about what you have to say about you. Um, so when I say date your child, I mean take the time to truly get to know who they are, to feel connected to them because they feel more connected when they know that you want to know that you want to know about them, not the old phrase, if you need anything or if you want to talk, let me know. No, you let them know. You you get in their stuff and you ask them about them and you figure out what they like and dislike and you figure out who they're hanging out with and what they want to do. Don't interrogate them, but just really be genuine and try to get to know your kid. Take them on a date. Take them somewhere and get to know them. And with that being said, have them plan the outing. You know, you set the budget and the time frame, but let them plan it. And just by doing that, it's like, wow, she wants to do something that I want to do. Wow, she's trying to learn something that I'm into. I get to show her what I like. You know, you're taking the time to really connect and try to figure your child out. And my last two are write notes to each other. That's a very important because it makes communication so much easier and simpler um, for kids who enjoy doing that. You know, talking to you sometimes can be very difficult. Talking to people can be difficult. You know, that's why a lot of people, it's easy for them to release their emotions on social media, but they can't sit in front of somebody's face and say a lot of things because it's awkward and uncomfortable. But when you're not right there in their face, it's easier to write something down and tell somebody what you think and how you feel. So, you know, keep a journal and write each other back and forth. 
you know, be simple and kind, you know, leave little sticky notes where, you know, they're going to find them right on their mirror, you know, good morning. You're great. You know, you're capable of great things and I believe in you, you know, just little things like that to show that you care. You know, my daughter is testing this week and I, she's really nervous about it. And I sent a note to the teacher for the teacher to print off and give to her for testing. You know, I didn't tell her about it, but it's just like, you know, try your best. You're capable of great things. And if you don't do well, it's not the end of the world. Stuff keeps going on. A test does not determine your intelligence. Simple. So that way she feels motivated. She has no clue that that note is coming. You know, but just something like surprising, like, wow, she actually is paying attention and she cares and she notices that I'm freaking out about this test and I hate testing, but she's going to do something to make me feel comfortable and take the edge off. And last but not least, listen to your children, no matter their age, listen. When they're two and they're having a tantrum, listen. Get rid of the distractions. Put the phone down. Work can wait. You know, Facebook can wait. Your kids are growing every single day. And every opportunity that you miss is detrimental. Um, So listen. And when you listen, listen without judgment and interruption. Every time they're telling you something, they're not telling you. So that way they can hear your opinion on every single thing. And I had to learn that because my daughter was just telling me about something the other day. And I can't tell you what it was about because she talks a lot. But she was telling me something the other day. And I was like, that's stupid. Like, I forgot what it was. She wasn't telling me about something personal. She was telling me about like an object or something that somebody else was doing. And I was like, that's stupid. And she was like, well, I don't think that it's stupid. And I felt bad after I said that because I'm like, who the fuck cares what I think? You know, like, why did I even say that? Like, I just ruined a moment because I just had to open my mouth and say something that didn't even matter. You know, my opinion was not needed there. Like, I had to just give it. And then now, you know, the conversation's over because I said something stupid, you know. So, and something that she thought was cool. And I'm like, oh, that's dumb. And she's like, well, you know, actually, I'm interested in that. And I don't think it's dumb. So, you know, try to really be mindful when you are having those conversations. Just shut up. Just shut up. And if you're questioning whether they want your opinion, ask them. Say, hey, are you telling me this because you, you're you just excited to tell me? Or are you telling me this because, you know, you need advice? Ask them because it's better to ask and be sure than to give unwarranted advice and judgment to shut your kid down and feel like they shouldn't even be talking to you. So that's one thing that I'm learning myself. Um, But with that being said, guys, you know, I hope that you use these tools to create a connection with your children, with your babies, Um, because at the end of the day, connecting with your kids is so important. You know, the you're their first true relationship. You're their number one relationship that they will have from day one until the day that they die. At the end of the day, you're very important. And this relationship is very, very important. Even people who don't have relationships with their parents still harp on that. 
they still think about that. They still analyze what happened and what went wrong and what could have been different. You know, it still eats you up, even if you aren't acknowledging your parents. So creating a connection and being mindful and conscious of having that connection and trying to build it and, you know, grow it every single day is so important for your kids and for you as well. You know, you want those relationships. If you're listening, you want that relationship with your child. Your child is very important to you. Um, so, you know, we will have um, these resources posted on our website. Um, and the link will be in the bio. And that's at momamapodcast.com. Um, make sure to like and subscribe to our um, podcast and our YouTube page. Send all of your mom and parents and friends and grandparents and teachers and all those people who have these great relationships with these children. Send them our way um, so that way they have another tool to add to their parenting toolbox. Thank you so much for listening today. You guys have a great one. If you want to submit a question or if you want to be on the show, message me at contact at momamapodcast.com. That's M-O-M-A-M-A podcast.com. Please tell all the moms you know about the podcast, our Facebook group, YouTube channel, and community events. Your recommendation helps our show grow. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to our podcast.